y'all remember them in prayer and pray for them. Uh, today I want to preach to you on something that I have preached before. It's been a long time, though. It's been a long time, and, and I've changed the message quite a bit from when I preached it before. But I preached this message about 16 years ago, and uh, a message like this. And the title of this message is Certain Downfall. Certain Downfall. And, uh, and what this, simply what this means is that there are things that we do that certainly leads to a downfall. Now, I, I, th- I thought, I know all of you have heard about people who are, uh, in the last days, uh, they're going to be going away from God. And it's going to be a, uh, it's going to be a great, uh, uh, going away from God in the last days. Well, I'm going to preach to you today what causes that. What causes that certain downfall uh, that we have? So turn with me, Malachi, the first chapter, if you would, and 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 I'm going to read not only from Malachi one, but I'm going to read from Malachi two, and from Malachi uh, uh, three, and uh, so we're going to read uh, from those. Let's all stand as we honor God's word by standing. In Malachi one and verse six says, "Listen to these as we read them." says, A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is mine honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear? Saith the Lord of hosts unto you. O priest, and here's a key to part part of this message today, O priest that despise my name, and ye say, Wherein have we despised thy name? Ye offered polluted bread upon mine altar, and ye say, Wherein have we polluted thee? In that ye say, The table of the Lord is contemptible. Now, uh, this is talking about ministers. Now, this is going over to chapter 2 and verse 10. Chapter 2 and verse 10 says, Have we not all one Father? Hath not one God created us? Why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother by profaning the covenant of our fathers? Judah hath dealt treacherously, and an abomination is committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. For Judah hath profaned the holiness of the Lord. Now this this God's people who he's referring to here, which he loved and hath married the daughter of a strange God. Now, uh, let's, let's, let's read uh, uh, over in verse chapter 3. In chapter 3 and verse 14. Chapter 3 and verse 14 says, Ye have said, It is vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we have kept His ordinances, that we have walked mournfully before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the proud happy, Yea, they that work in wickedness are set up, and they that tempt God are even delivered. Then they that fear the Lord spake often one to another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it. And the book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for this day. Thank you for the blessings of it. Lord, we realize and we know what the Lord does every day, we know, Lord, that uh, you, as I preached last Sunday, Lord, that, that you're omnipresent. 
And Lord, that you're you're in every place. You're here today, Lord. You're here today, Lord, and you're in you're in the presence uh, of, of these people today. And Lord, I just pray that all of us will learn what we need to learn to to respect what you teach and, and what you teach through your word. And Lord, I pray that everyone will, because I know everyone doesn't. And Lord, I just pray that you'll watch over us and take care of us, for it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. Certain downfall. Now, where's the, where was the first? Where did the first downfall take place? Think about it for a moment. Where did the first downfall take place? In the Garden of Eden. That was the first downfall. So maybe maybe you understand what we're talking about today when you realize that that the first downfall it was Eve who was enticed by the beautiful dragon, old Satan in disguise, to eat of the tree that God had told them they should not eat of. In the very, you, you'll say, well, uh, you, you young folks here, I'm telling you, I, I want to warn you. You know, the devil is out there. And the devil is after you. The devil wants young minds. The devil is after you. The devil, the devil doesn't go after weak, uh, old children of God that, that have, that have seen it and, and understood it and know, know what it's like. Because we know that James said, said, tell the devil, get thee behind. You resist the devil. And he'll resist you. See, you learn how to do that as you get older. You learn how to resist the devil. You, you, you know when the devil has set a trap for you. And, and, and you, you stay, you stay away from it. You stay away from it. But Eve, not knowing anything, Eve didn't know a thing. Eve was just created. She hadn't been created very long. And, and, and God told Adam and Eve when he, made them husband and wife. He told them, he says, you don't eat of that tree in the middle of the garden. That's the tree of knowledge or the tree of good and evil. You don't eat of that tree. And first thing Satan came when he came. Now, you, you, you young people, listen to this. First thing Satan did when he came is he told Eve, he says, what did God tell you? Well, God said we were not to eat of that tree. Eve and, and Satan said, why? Well, that, that's no different than, than you saying, well, my pastor preached on this, and, and he said we shouldn't do this and we shouldn't do that. Somebody out there in the world saying, well, why did he say that? You need to get you another preacher if, if a preacher says something like that. But God had warned them. He said, all God told them is, don't eat of that tree. He said, you can eat of any other tree in the garden. He said, you can eat of any other tree in the garden, but do not eat of that tree. Well, that's what Satan focused on. Satan focused on that one tree, and he started questioning Eve as to why she should obey God. And, and he, and she said, well, uh, said, God said we will die. 
Satan said, that's not true. You see, Satan, God was talking about spiritually, and Satan was talking, uh, I mean, God was talking spiritually, and Eve was thinking it physically, and Satan jumped on that in a hurry. You know, we, we do anything as long as we don't get hurt. As long as we stay away from this, as long as we stay away from that, we can do anything we want to, as long as we don't get hurt. Well, that's, that was, that was Satan's answer to Eve. God, God didn't mean that you were going to die. Oh yes, he said that, but God didn't mean that. What God meant was, if you eat that tree, you're going to die spiritually. And Satan was trying to entice her to believe that she would die physically. And Satan said, no, you're not going to die physically. You're not going to die. So he enticed her. She looked at the tree. She saw that it was good to eat, saw that it was a beautiful tree, saw that it was good to eat, and what did she do? She took of the fruit of it, and she began to eat it. And so what did she do? What was the first thing she did? She carried it to her husband. That's only two people living. She carried it to her husband. And she said, uh, uh, look here. She said, that beautiful dragon over there told me, said, it's okay for me to eat this. And Adam said, what have you done? What have you done? What thing have you done? And she, he knew she had eaten of that forbidden tree. So what happened? What happened? She told Adam, said, here, you eat it. Now this is what the enticing of Satan does. You pass it along to others. You pass it along to others. You'll say, well, this person, I love this person. And you tell someone, says, aren't they, aren't, boy, and then they begin to love that person. And then another begins to love that person. And another begins to love that person. You never know what kind of person that is. Because that's how Satan works. That's how Satan works. Well, Adam looked at the fruit. He realized his wife had eaten the forbidden fruit. He looked at his wife, and Adam knew without a shadow of doubt this was something that Satan had put in his life, knew without a shadow of doubt that if he ate of that fruit, he would never be able to see Eve again because God would have cast her out of the garden and he left Adam in there, and he would have cast her out. So what did he do? He ate of it, not knowing, not knowing what it was going to do, not knowing what the, what the results of it is going to be. You know, when, when we go to sin, when we go, when we follow someone into sin, do we think about what is going to be the consequences of this? No, we, we like them, and so we're going to follow them. Adam loved Eve, so he was going to follow Eve. 
And we love them and we're going to follow them. I don't care if it's a child, if it's a husband, if it's a wife, if it's a parent, or whatever it is. We love them and we're going to follow them. Without knowing what the consequences of of us following them. Well, the consequence of Adam following Eve and eating of the forbidden tree was tremendous. Because every child that has been born since that day, since that time, is born with a sinful nature. Adam and Eve didn't have a sinful nature when God created them. They didn't even know what sin was. They didn't understand sin. They didn't know, they had no idea what sin was. And so as a result of it, they brought sin upon you, they brought sin upon me. They brought sin upon everybody's born after that. Every child that was born, you'll say, "Well, why do I get in trouble?" Because you're born in, you're born into, you're born sinful. Why is it we have to constantly warn you? As I said this morning in Sunday school, don't set your affections up on something that you don't you don't know that you don't know what's going to be the consequences of that. I can tell you right now, I told these young girls this. I can tell you right now, I know of couples that have been taken down, one couple been taken down because they were infatuated with the other one. And let me tell you folks, it is no, it is not a pretty sight. It's not a pretty sight. It's not a pretty sight in a church. Not a pretty sight in a family. It's not a pretty sight in the world when we get infatuated with something. It's not a pretty sight. Well, as a result of Adam and Eve's sin, every one of us are born into this world sinful, and unless we're born again, we're going to die with that sinful nature, and we're going to go to hell. Simple. How, how much simpler can you get it? You're going to die and go to hell if you're not saved from it. But if you're saved from it, then you're going to think next before you do something that you shouldn't do. You're going to think about it if if you're born again. You're going to think about it before you do it. You're going to think about what's the consequences of this. Now, it doesn't mean that the person you're following is going to hate you because they're not. It doesn't mean that, that, that any of your family is going to hate you because they're not. You've got to realize what is the consequences spiritually for you when you do those things that you know you shouldn't do. Let me tell you, folks, it is one thing for a lost person to fall short of of the glory of God. But let me tell you something, folks. It's quite another for a saved person to fall short of what God expects of them. It's a terrible thing. Ah, oh, we don't think about that. You know, we still got our job. We still got our money. Still got everything. Everything just going just fine. We don't think about that. There's nothing wrong with it because nothing's happened to us. I'm not making any less money. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I don't live in any worse place. I, I don't, I don't have less food because I did this very thing. But it's your spiritual self that you've got to be concerned with. 
Where does your spirituality go? It goes. You have no more spirituality. That's why, that's why they say, I, I read it on Facebook here a while back. Somebody put on Facebook. It seems all right to miss church one time, but the second time it's a little easier, third time it's easier, fourth time, and, and it gets to where it don't bother you anymore. It's okay. Men begin to fall when they begin to turn from God and be more concerned with themselves than with God. What am I losing by serving the Lord? What am I losing by serving the Lord? Oh, Brother Paul, I lose too much by serving the Lord. I may lose my job if I serve the Lord. I, I may lose this. I may lose that if I serve the Lord. Think about the consequences of what is, what being a spiritually terrible person endures. You can't be comfortable anymore. When you go before God, you can't go comfortably. I read to the Sunday school class today, you know, that there's people that get ashamed when they do things they shouldn't do and then somebody brings it to their attention. They get ashamed of themselves. Adam was present in the downfall of mankind. He was present there. What about uh, Sodom? I mean, what about uh, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah? He, he didn't. He didn't think that he was. It would be okay for him to head for those green pastures of of the Moabites, which turned out to be the Sodomites. He said, I love those green pastures. I'm going to head that way. He didn't know what the downfall was going to be. It wasn't long until, until he was doing exactly what the Sodomites were doing. They even made him a, they made him a ruler of the city of Sodom. What about, uh, the children of Israel? When Moses left them to go up on the mountain, Moses told them, says, y'all stay right here. Y'all keep worshiping the Lord until I get back. Somebody in that crowd said, boy, I tell you, wouldn't it be wonderful if we just had us an idol that we could occupy ourselves while Moses is gone? So somebody said, let's melt all of our gold up. Let's make a calf, golden calf. And they did. And they began to worship that golden calf. They danced around it. They even come to the conclusion some of them even took their clothes off. And dance around it naked. 
because they did not know what the consequences was going to be of following that person who said we should do something to occupy our time. Well, we know all of this began because of the sins of two different people. In the text we read, we, we read about the sins of the ministers. One of the, one of, one of the biggest false leaders today in religion are ministers. When they tell you it's okay to do this, it's okay to do that, there's nothing wrong with it, then you're, you're leading a false person. The Bible plainly says that we're to stay away from all evil, but there's preachers out there today saying there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to go and do that, that's nothing wrong with it. We learn from the Scriptures a true son honors his father and a servant his master. Jehovah is the father of his children, but a lot of times God's children, including his ministers, don't honor him as they should. Oh, yeah, God honors. God honors you. You're in here. You're saved. God honors you. But do you always honor him? And not getting yourself all messed up into sin, getting yourself messed up to where, to where that you're unhappy with yourself. Sometimes you lose your family, and sometimes even lose your life. The religious pulpits are full of those who deceive, disrupt, and destroy. When all this happens, downfall is in the future. It's not long till it's going to go down. You're not going to be spiritually full again anymore. You're not, you're not going to enjoy coming to church. You would rather be somewhere else today than come to church. There's a lot of things I like. But there, there's, there's only one place that I, I had any desire to come to today, and that's the Lord's house. There's a lot of things out there I like. Many times God's children, including his ministers, don't fear him as they should. The religious pulpits, we said that, are full of deceit, deceit, disrupt, and destroy. To despise the name of God is to offer to God service which is not service at all, but pollution which looks like service on the surface but is full of hatred and animosity. Offering to God those things of which we determine is appropriate is an abomination. Do we realize that there are times when we really believe that God accepts half-hearted service? Do you believe God will set, accept half-hearted service? Listen, I'm asking you some questions this morning. I know there's not many of us here, but y'all, y'all smart enough to answer these questions to yourself.
guys, sometimes we have half-hearted service. And does God accept that? No, he doesn't. That is just exactly what Cain did in the beginning. He wound up killing his brother. Cain brought God half-hearted service. God says, God said, I want an offering. Cain said, well, I'm a man of the field. He dug potatoes. He pulled up carrots. He, 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 he got green beans, and he got all this stuff. He took it to God. That's not what God wanted. God wanted a sacrifice. You can't sacrifice green beans. You can't sacrifice carrots. You can't sacrifice potatoes. Only thing you can sacrifice is a living thing. And what did his brother bring to God? Abel. Abel brought to God a living sacrifice, and God accepted it. And he rejected Cain. What happened? Cain got mad. He got angry with God. He got angry with everybody. got angry with his brother, and he killed him. He killed his brother. He killed his brother. How much more punishment do we think we get when we trample underfoot the blood of his covenant, as did Cain. Christ shed his precious blood that we may come before him in love and dedicated service. He did that. We just sung the song. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. We take it on ourselves to shun the Lord's house, to shun our, our duties, expect the Lord to accept it in Anyway, well, the 10th chapter of the book of Matthew teaches, and I'll let you read it yourself, God does not accept that kind of service. Jesus himself said it. He said, if you're not willing to forsake these things in the world and, follow, and take up your cross and follow me, you're not worthy of me. He doesn't accept those things. People say, well, I served the Lord Sunday. What kind of heart did you have? Where was your heart when you served the Lord Sunday? Where was your heart when you served the Lord Wednesday night? Where was your heart when you served the Lord uh, two or three Sundays ago? Where was your heart? Was your heart somewhere else? We're in a downfall when we find ourselves in that condition. Then you got the sins of Jehovah's people. Malachi 2, we read it, where all those tribes sinned against God. They sinned against God. They, these were godly people. These were people that belonged to the Lord. In, in Malachi 2 and, and verse 10, he says, Have we not all one Father? That's talking about God. Hath not one God created us? Talking about God the father why do we deal treacherously every man against his brother by profaning the covenant of our fathers why why would anybody try to bring you down why would anybody do that he said why why are they doing it judah he said in the 11th verse judah hath dealt treacherously judah was some of god's people 
Judah had dealt treacherously. An abomination is committed in Israel and in Jerusalem. For Judah hath profaned the holiness of the Lord, which he loved, and hath married the daughter of a strange God. Oh, it's okay. I told these young people. I said, you be careful that you don't get so infatuated with somebody that, that you'll do anything they say, all because you're infatuated with them. It happens. Those of the world have one father. All the elect of God have one father. The father of those of the world is the devil. The father of the elect is, is God himself. When James says, when people get like this, James says it very clearly. You adulterers, you adulteresses, know ye not that the friendship of the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. I didn't say that. James said that. James is dead and gone. Maybe someday if you make it to heaven, maybe you can cuss James out. I don't know. For saying something like that. But this is what James said. To profane the holiness of God is to yoke oneself equally with the world. This is exactly what Judah did when they took up with strange gods. Judah sinned against Jehovah. And then wept bitterly at the altar when Jehovah God would not accept their sacrifices. Does this generation of so-called Christians believe they can live and do as they please and still be acceptable to God? When in a downfall, nothing is acceptable with God when you're on that downfall. You might say, well, I'll do one thing. I'll go church Sunday. That's not going to be acceptable to God as far as you're concerned. Now, what was the evidence of Judah's sin? Look at Malachi 3, and I'm going to read that again, and I'm going to close. Malachi 3 and verse 8 says, Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. But ye say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. You're cursed with a curse. That's, that's hard. For ye have robbed me. Even his whole nation. Well, by the way, this afternoon, I'm going to be preaching on, uh, uh, I'm going to be preaching on, um, stewardship. What God expects out of us, stewardship. Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now wherewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. He said, I will, I'll also rebuke the devourer. Who's the devourer? That's Satan. He said, I'll rebuke Satan for you. 
because he knows it's saved behind all that. And I say, may God bless you today, and I pray that he'll bless you throughout. Let's all stand, if you would. We're going, we're going to uh, have a prayer, and I'm going to let you go. Okay. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for the day. Thank you for the blessing.